Today, we embark on a gastronomic journey that delves into the magical world of culinary finesse. Have you ever wondered how chefs take a seemingly ordinary dish and transform it into a symphony of flavours that dance on your palate? What is it that sets these creations apart, elevating them to new heights of deliciousness? Well, my hungry friends, the secret lies in the final touches. Those exquisite elements that chefs use to finesse and finish off their culinary masterpieces. And if you can master these at home, you'll be able to elevate your dishes as well. The secrets of sauces and reductions that add depth and complexity, discovering how a drizzle of beurre blanc or a splash of velvety jus can completely transform a dish, well, that's a revelation. Then there's the delicate art of garnishing, where the right herb, edible flour, or meticulously placed microgreens can turn an ordinary plate into a work of art. But we shouldn't stop there. Why not delve into the realm of aromatics? Those captivating scents that awaken your senses and tantalise your taste buds. From truffle-infused oils to freshly grated citrus zest, these aromatic additions can make a dish sing. Oh, and let's not forget the magical touch of seasoning. The world of salts, spices and unique blends that chefs employ to strike the perfect balance of flavours creating harmonies that make your taste buds dance with delight. All of these are ways to elevate your dishes. Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French chefs. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I share my time between France, Paris and my house in the French countryside, as well as the UK, London and Brighton. My life is all about cooking eating and living life the best way I can. I love meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over 1,500 French cheeses. They're delicious, by the way. And sharing these fabulous experiences with you, my fabulous delicious audience. I hope you're enjoying them. Today, we are continuing the A to Z of French herbs. Today's herb is the chive which is a staple for many French chefs as a garnish of every dish. It went out of favour after the 80s overuse of it, but now it's back again, and so it should be in my opinion. Sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisson, yum, maybe some of that delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs, chives. Chives in French is pronounced ciboulette and spelt C-I-B-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. In France, they used to also be known as sieve. The scientific name is Allium chenopison and are a species of flowering plant 
in the Amaryllidaceae family, which are a group of perennial bulbous plants that interestingly are bisexual apparently. Now, how a plant is bisexual, I have no idea. But hey, each to their own. You go, chives. Chive in English derives from the French word sieve, as I mentioned before, which is also from seps, the Latin word for onion. In the Middle Ages, the chive was known as a rush leek, and in 80 AD, Marcus Valerius Martialis, in his epigrams, wrote, He who bears chives on his breath is safe from being kissed to death. Hmm. Very interesting there, Marcus. The Romans believed that chives could relieve the pain from sunburn and even a sore throat. They believed that eating chives could increase blood pressure and act as a diuretic. Dutch farmers in the 19th century fed their cattle chives to give the milk a bit of a different taste. And Romanians used chives in fortune-telling and hung dried chives around the house to ward off disease and evil. Chives are native to areas of Europe with a temperate climate, as well as Asia and North America. The chive plant is a close relation to onions, garlic, shallots, leeks, scallions and Chinese onions. And they are rich in vitamin A and C. These delicious herbs are culinary best friend to many things, with their light, subtle flavour. The stems can be finely diced and sprinkled over a dish to finish it off, and the flowers can be sprinkled over a salad. Chives are one of the thin herbs of French cuisine, along with tarragon, chervil, and parsley. In France, they can be found all year round, usually. Chive blossoms have an onion-like flavour that it's more delicate than the stalks. One of my favourite things to make with the flowers is a chive blossom vinegar, which is the perfect thing to add to a salad dressing, or even a sauce bernays or hollandaise. Here's my recipe for a chive blossom vinegar. The ingredients you'll need are a cup of fresh chive blossoms, a quarter of a cup of chopped chive stems, one and a half cups of vinegar. The method? Firstly, in a mortar and pestle, crush the blossoms and stalks to release their scent and flavour. Place into a clean glass pipe jar. Pour the vinegar over the chives and blossoms until they are completely immersed in the liquid. Stir with the end of a wooden spoon. Tightly cover the jar and label it with the date. Store at room temperature away from the direct sunlight or heat for two weeks. Then after two weeks, strain the vinegar into a clear glass bottle. This can be kept in the fridge for as long as it lasts really, and it won't last long. It's so delicious. You want to use it for everything. You can often see chives used to top a lovely delicious plate of scrambled eggs or Eggs Benedict even. At markets, you'll find goat's cheeses or fresh cheeses coated in chopped chives. But my favourite chive dish is steamed small potatoes topped in melted butter, salt 
and finely chopped chives. Delicious. Fresh chives should be wrapped in paper towels and stored in a plastic bag in the refrigerator crisp section for up to three days. Chives can also be frozen to extend their lifetime by snap freezing them on a baking tray in the freezer before storing them in an airtight freezer-proof bag. Common chives are probably the most common chives you will see for sale, but often you might also find garlic chives or Chinese chives that they are also called. They have a white slightly larger flower and a more mild garlic flavour. There are also hooker chives. Hmm, I wonder where they got that name from. Well, they were actually named after botanist Joseph Dalton Hooker, who was the best friend of Charles Darwin. In the garden, chives are known for their insect-repelling properties due to their sulphur compounds and are often used in gardens to control pests. On the flip side to that, though, the plant and flowers provide nectar for pollinators, so you will see lots of bees around them. Their flowers are pale purple and star-shaped with six petals and are really fabulous dried. Chives are great planted in a pot and don't need a lot of watering, so they are an ideal plant to look after. You can, after say three years or so, then start to divide them into other pots and give them to friends and family as gifts. The plant will self-seed and continue to grow. They are great companion plants for tomatoes and carrots. If you plant them near fruit trees, they will protect them from powdery mildew. They also protect veggies and roses from aphids and black spot disease. But chives don't get along with garlic, cabbage, shallots, onions, chilies, and peppers. Oh well, you can't get along with everybody, can you? When cultivating the plant, remember that only the stem and flowers should be eaten. The bulb is not edible and it's actually toxic to some animals, so keep it away from cats and horses. On my way to Cognac a few months ago, I found, about, say, an hour and a half from here here in Montmorillon, the town of Chives. Yes, Chives is a town, which has the River Norden passing through it. Chives has a population now of around about 311 people, but at its height in 1831, its population was over 1,100. Most of its current inhabitants, as of the 2018 census, were apparently aged between 60 and 74. It's a cute little French town within a wonderful agricultural area. So maybe you could look out for a small little French house there. And you could grow chives and cook chives and eat chives whilst living in chives. Hmm. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. How do you use chives? Let me know your favourite recipes for chives by contacting me via Instagram. Slide into my DMs. Hmm, you wouldn't be the only one. At Andrew Pryor Fabulously. 
as I love to receive recipes from you all. Thank you for listening. And remember, you know what my motto is? Whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.